What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Guest Friday. I'm not your average Boston sports podcast. I am your host, Garrett Hayden. As always, you can uh, listen to the podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. You can follow our social pages on Twitter and on Facebook for the latest updates. Uh, today, as you uh, may have noticed on the social pages, uh, we got John Veneziano back on Guest Friday doing a World Cup preview. Uh, hello, hello. Starts. Tournament starts Sunday, John. Uh, you excited? I mean, is that even a question? I'm, I'm, I've been waiting like eight years for this tournament, so <laughs> I'm, I'm super excited. Um, it didn't really hit me until like this, like the past few days that the World Cup was starting, but mm. now I think I've got World Cup fever, so we're getting uh, yeah. ready. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I am very excited as well. You know, it's a exciting World Cup, I think, for uh, the United States, but I think just in general, it's going to be. I think I think it's gonna be really exciting. Yeah, for sure. No, I mean, there's gonna be a lot of good, the best players in the world, the best teams in the world, all coming mm-hmm. to compete for one trophy, and the chance to win a World Cup is, yeah. you know, the, it's the biggest sporting event on the planet for a reason. So, mm-hmm. um, everybody is super stoked, obviously, for it to start on Sunday. Yeah. So, um, game one, Qatar and uh, Ecuador, I think, play on Sunday. U.S. Mm-hmm. obviously. Um, open their campaign on Monday afternoon against Wales. So um, I think we're going to start on the United States kind of just to start out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so obviously roster was released about 10 days ago at this point. Um, so I think makes makes sense to kind of go through the roster, take a look at uh, the different position groups. Um, so I think goalie is probably the easiest place to start. So mm-hmm. obviously uh, Matt Turner, Ethan Horvath on the roster, Sean Johnson. So obviously Matt Turner, kind of the big name there. Mm-hmm. Revolution goalie is uh, yep. now at Arsenal. And, you know, the, I think that it's fair that people are going to expect big things from him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's going to be the starter for this tournament unless he gets injured, of course. Um, and, and I think he's ready for it, honestly. Um the games he's played at Arsenal, I mean, he's been the backup keeper to uh, Aaron Ramsdale this season. But um, the games that he has played, he's looked really good in. And I think um, primarily he's a shot stopper. And what you want in your goalkeeper is just to not let the ball go in. So, I mean, you know, he's got that covered. And I think he can really step out in his own this tournament and be a, be a force. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously he'll be the main option. He's got the number one shirt, so he's ready to go. Mm-hmm. If, you know, let's play the, the devil's advocate game you know if there does happen to be an injury who do you think is going to immediately draw in well i think right now i would give the slight edge to ethan horvath um yeah. you know he's been playing uh pretty well for luton town in the championship um he's had a bunch of clean sheets this year for them and he's been yeah. pretty consistent um sean johnson i think you know, NYCFC season ended, you know, a little bit earlier because of, you know, losing in the playoffs to Philadelphia. Mm. So he's been off for a little bit, maybe has a little bit more of a layoff. So I think Horvath has the edge. And especially if you watch the Nations League final game against Mexico, where Horvath made that huge save on a mm-hmm. penalty from Guardado to win the game, he's got a lot of big game experience. Okay. And I think that you'll probably see him next in the pecking order in okay. terms of goalkeeper. Okay. Well, ideally, we don't see that. Ideally, you know, right. the guy for the tournament. But you know, in case something happens, yeah, for sure. And you know, big storyline at goalkeeper that there's no Zach Steffen for this tournament. 
Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, you know, somebody that we'd seen 75% of qualifying and he doesn't end up making the roster. So I think that was one of the big, probably one of the big snubs of the yeah. of the tournament because he, I think he definitely could have got on the team at least. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that was actually one of the other things that we'll probably talk about, like, you know, who were snubs. I think, you mm. know, Stefan's probably the biggest, the biggest name, I would think. Um Looking at looking at defense now, um, you know, any guys on this roster, I'll just look at the names. So Serginho Dest, uh, Walker Zimmerman, Anthony Robinson, Tim Ream, Aaron Long, Shaq Moore, Cameron Carter Vickers, DeAndre Yedlin, and Joe Scally. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you what do you think of that that group? So I think, you know, on the on the fullback side of it, on the right at right back and left back, we're all set. I mean, Anthony Robinson is our default starter at left back he's been really good for Fulham in the Premier League this year big reason why they're sitting mid-table um at right back I think it's Serginho Dest's spot at this point um he's been a little bit inconsistent this season to be honest but you know he plays for Milan a Champions League club with a really big pedigree and Dest has played in a lot of basically all of our qualifying games when he's healthy Mm. so I think those two sides are locked down the big question for me is the cent- central defense. You know, who are going to be the main two center backs that are going to partner with each other throughout the tournament? I think you're going to see some rotation because I don't think there's a set two in mind. Hmm. Um, I think Tim Ream was a very surprise, surprising last minute inclusion. Um, he hadn't featured for the U.S. since the Nations League, which was almost over a year ago. Hmm. Um, and he gets the call up. He's also been playing really well for Fulham in the Premier League, and I'm really happy for him that he makes his first World Cup at the age of 35, Mm -hmm. Um, probably his last World Cup as well. But for him to be there is great. A little worried about Aaron Long. I think most of the fan base could kind of echo that. I don't really think he deserves to be at the tournament, and I think a lot of people will say the same thing. Um, But I think in terms of a top two center back pairing, I would probably imagine to be Walker Zimmerman and Tim Ream, at least for me, um, that would probably be the most confident pairing I would see. And like I said, we'll see some rotation in the games because guys are going to get tired. They're going to pick up small injuries. So you'll mm-hmm. see either, you know, long or Cameron Carter Vickers at some point um, during the tournament. Okay. Um, so moving ahead, looking at the midfielders, this is probably the group that I'm most excited for. I agree. Um, so you got Tyler Adams, Eunice Musa, Gio Reyna, Weston McKenney, uh, Christian Pulisic, uh, Brendan Aronson, Luke, Brendan Aronson, uh, Luca De La Torre, Christian Roldan, and then Kellen Acosta. Um, you know, obviously some big names in there. Um, that that's an exciting group for me. Oh, absolutely. It's the I think it's the deepest part of this team. Okay. And. For Greg Bearhalter, I mean, he's a coach who likes to play through the midfield, and mm-hmm. you're going to want to have a midfield that's going to come in and dominate games. And mm-hmm. obviously, certain players are going to fit better against certain styles because there's a lot of different styles in this group with Wales, England, and Iran. So I think you're going to see some shuffling in there. Um, but, you know, that the big three, Musa, McKenney, and Adams, I think those are the big, you know, those are the big names in that midfield. You could argue that Aronson is probably one of those names as well. Um, he's having a good seat first season for Leeds in the Premier League. Um, but I think you employ certain players for certain styles. And I think those three of Musa, McKenney, and, um, and uh, Adams will be the, the big ones. I'm really excited also mainly to see Musa in this tournament. 19 years old, 
um, going to mm. play in his first World Cup, um, his first really big tournament. And there's a lot of big teams that are looking to sign him. Um, so this could be a really big tournament for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then looking at the forwards, you have uh, Jesus Ferreira, Jordan Morris, Haji Wright, Timothy Weah, and then uh, Josh Sargent. Um, you know, this is an interesting group because I think, you know, this is kind of where you expect most of the goals to come from. For sure. Yeah. I think, um, you know, there's still a lot of questions of kind of who's the starting striker in this group. Mm-hmm. Um, is it Jesus Ferreira? Is it Josh Sargent? Is it Haji Wright? Um, I think a lot of people were surprised by Haji seeing Haji Wright on that list. Um, I think I was too. I think he's been killing it in Turkey, but I think a lot of people wanted to see, well, not necessarily wanted to see somebody else, but expected to maybe see like someone like a Ricardo Pepe make the team or somebody like, um, I don't know, like a maybe Brandon Vasquez sneak in from FC Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Um, but Haji Wright's earned it. He's played really well um, and he's scoring goals. He scored nine goals in his last 12 games for his club. Um, and then Jesus Ferreira is voted young player of the year in Major League Soccer with FC Dallas, scored 18 goals. Um, for them and you know he's been good uh, against kind of the smaller teams so it'll be interesting to see if he can do it against the bigger teams which um, he's really yet to do and then Josh kind of having a resurgence with Norwich City this year he's the joint top scorer in the championship he's got nine goals and he's really had a fantastic year um, and he's really kind of come back into the national team picture really strongly so it'll be really interesting to see who gets the nod in certain games are they going to go with somebody that can possess the ball, lay it off? Or somebody? Do they want somebody you can press? I think it depends on the de- opponent that you're playing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think if you said that kind of the midfield group is kind of their their strongest group, what what area do you think is like the biggest weakness? I definitely think the biggest weakness is central defense. Mm-hmm. Um, I think at times, especially in the friendlies leading up to the uh, World Cup against Saudi Arabia and against Japan, Mm-hmm. Um, they definitely got exposed a bit in transition, um, mm-hmm. the center backs. The th- one thing about the central defenders on the U.S. is they don't have a lot of speed. And mm-hmm. that could be problematic against some teams that can counter really well, like a Wales that can just kind of hit, sucker punch you on the break. Yeah. Um, maybe against an England who have those quality players that can you know break them down. Um, so really seeing if those guys can really step up their level is going to be, I think, the big question. Um, in this group Um, that's where I think maybe you'll see some issues come up Um, so kind of just the roster as a whole were there any other guys that you were kind of surprised were not named yeah so I'd mentioned I'd mentioned Zach Steffen earlier was surprised he'd been playing really well the last six weeks for his club and I thought maybe he'd get a chance to at least be one of the goalkeepers selected even if he wasn't the starter Mm -hmm. Um, I think he earned it but um, Greg obviously decided to go in a different direction um, I think the big one that a lot of fans are, are kind of have gripes with is Ricardo Pepe. Um, he's been killing it in Holland with his new club, uh, Groningen. It didn't quite work out in the Bundesliga for him, but he's going back at the end of the year. Um, but he scored six goals and two assists in his first nine games. Promising 19-year-old striker, probably the best, highest potential striker we have in the national team pool right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of people, especially in the Latino community, wanted to have kind of a guy that they could kind of grasp onto and kind of, you know, carry the flag for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, not having him there has definitely ruffled a lot of feathers. I know Pepe was really not happy about it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, who's happy about being left out for a world cup though? Right. Yeah. Um, 
I think maybe some other names that maybe were a little, maybe a little less under the radar. Um, somebody like a, maybe a Mark McKenzie um, mm-hmm. at central defense, you know, he plays in Europe for gank who are top of the league by quite a margin um, this season. Um, certainly somebody that has more skills and more upside than an Aaron long. Um, but Long's a coach's favorite. And, you know, sometimes those guys get the preferential treatment. Um, it's just mm-hmm. how sports work sometimes. Yeah. Um, and then I would say in terms of, um, you know, maybe in the midfield, I would have liked to see like a Georgie Mihailovic um, okay. from Montreal. I think a lot of people didn't want to see Christian Roldan at the tournament. Um, mm-hmm. He's mostly there just for the locker room continuity. Okay. Um and Mihailovic would offer a lot more going forward, and he's younger as well. So, um, But overall, I think there weren't a ton of surprises on the roster. I think we knew generally going into it about the top 20, 21 guys, they're all there. So I think, you know, there were a few surprises, but I, I don't I think this is your team at this point, you know. So kind of talking about um, this team in the group stage and talking about kind of what expectations are now I think clearly it's a it's it's a fairly challenging group but I think you know if they play up to their potential they should be able to to advance but what are what are like your expectations yeah so I would say that I wouldn't expect the U.S. to win the group um you never know because who knows what's going to happen in sports all the time you don't um but I I would agree I think they've got a good chance to get out of the group um, it's definitely a tough group with different play styles. I think that first game against Wales is the most important game by far. Mm. Um, everybody's kind of looking ahead to that England game on Black Friday. Right. I think the Wales game is is the marquee matchup where you're going to see um, if the U.S. are really going to advance. That that game is is key to me. Um, mm. Actually, in the World Cup, um, if you win your first game, um, 83% of teams that win their first game advance to the knockout rounds. Wow. So that's a really big game if you think yeah. if you put it in those terms so mm-hmm. um and we've already played wales this cycle we tied them zero zero um mm-hmm. we know what we're going to get with a wales team it's mm-hmm. they're going to bunker and play defense and try and hit you on the break yeah. um and the u.s just has to be ready for that and ready for that style they've seen it mm-hmm. before and hopefully they can they can overcome it this time um in terms of the england game that's the big marquee matchup of this group mm-hmm. um obviously um england has a lot more big names than the u.s they always have um the u.s are going to be the underdog um but you know england have been kind of struggling recently they struggled in the in the nation's league in europe they were eliminated from their group immediately um i think the u.s can go into it with some confidence especially with the weather too um Mm. you know england's used to playing in cool conditions um it's going to be really hot in qatar during the world cup yeah. There, there's a video circulating on social media of the England players after training today, almost like ready to collapse. And it was only 80 degrees out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that could work to the U.S.'s advantage for sure. Mm-hmm. And then the game against Iran, I think everybody's penciling that in as a win right now. I wouldn't go that far, mm-hmm. but because Iran could still get get goals on you, but they should win that game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's fair to expect a win versus Iran, maybe a defeat against England. Mm-hmm. And maybe a winner draw against Wales. And I think that would be enough to get you to the knockout okay. round. So yeah, as it yeah, as it is, you know, it's first or second in the group go through. Mm-hmm. Um, any other thoughts about their opponents that they're gonna play? 
um, and guys that might be or players that might be important to focus on? Yeah. So in terms of, you know, key guys to look at from each of the teams in the group, obviously for Wales, uh, you know, Gareth Bale is going to be the first name that people are going to think of. He's getting older. He's not the same player he used to be, but he's still dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he plays stateside in MLS, won just won yeah. MLS Cup with LAFC, yeah. Yeah. Uh, scored a huge goal in the um, in the last minute of the game. Um, he's known for big time goals and big time situations. So mm-hmm. I think for the strategy there, you got to rough him up a little bit. He's mm-hmm. getting up there in age and, you know, you just let him feel his age a little bit um Wales like I said will hit you on the counter they've got a lot of speed on their on their uh, in their attacking line mm-hmm. um but they'll let you have the ball and I think the U.S. need to just be cognizant of that um and make sure that they're creative enough when they have the ball um because that's something that the U.S. have struggled to do under Greg Bearhalter even though they've had the players to do it mm-hmm. um for England obviously there's so many star names on that team um you know you've got Harry Kane of Tottenham. And if you watch the Premier League, you're going to know any everybody on England at this yeah. point. So, um, you know, Raheem Sterling, uh, really everybody. Uh, Jude Bellingham, somebody to watch out for. But so much talent on paper for England. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the question of can they tap into that talent? Because that has always been the issue with them. Mm-hmm. Um, remember, we did tie them in 2010. Uh, they yeah. were also in our group then, and we won that group. Mm-hmm. So I think the U.S. have some hope. We've never actually lost to England in a World Cup game. So mm-hmm. um, I think the U.S. have some things there. For Iran, there maybe not won't be that headliner name. I think the big guy to watch out for is Mehdi Taremi. Um, He's a striker. He plays for Porto, who are one of the best teams in Portugal, and they play in the Champions League. That guy can score. He scored a fantastic bicycle kick against Chelsea in the Champions League last year. Mm. Um, And he can put some goals on you. So I think U.S. just has to be, you know, um, strong together and just keep that defense and midfield tightened up and they should be should be good there. Okay. so Team USA opens the World Cup uh, Monday afternoon. They then obviously will play Black Friday and then they will play uh, the following Tuesday. Um, So looking at Looking at some of these other groups, uh, what other than the U.S. group, which I think is a pretty tough group, what other groups do you think are going to be very, like, really challenging? So just I got I got the groups up here. I'm, okay. I think just looking at them, the one that sticks out to me is Group E um, mm. that has Spain, Costa Rica, Germany and Japan in it. I think Costa Rica is probably the minnow in that group. Mm-hmm. Um, but Spain obviously won a world cup in 2010. They've got a ton of talent on that team. Germany won the world cup in, you know, uh, in Brazil done in 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a fantastic pedigree and then Japan kicked our butts, honestly, uh, mm-hmm. in the pre world cup tune up to nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got a deeper team than a lot of people realize, and they have a good potential to get to the round of 16. So mm-hmm. I think that group's going to be a slug fest. Um, I wouldn't doubt that group F would be challenging as well. Um, that ended up Morocco and Croatia in it. Um, Belgium is a really good team. Um, a lot of good players, Lukaku, De Bruyne. Um, Croatia were the runners up at the last World Cup. I mean, they've got an aging group, but they've still got a lot of talent. Mm-hmm. Um, Morocco surprised some people, I think. Um, they've got some good players. And then Canada, yeah. our, our neighbors to the north, who yeah. uh, <laughs> I, I'm hoping for all the success for CONCACAF teams, for North American teams in the World Cup, 
Canada's fans are a bit cocky for me, but I'll be rooting for them. Um, we'll see if, you know, I'm happy for Alfonso Davies at Bayern Munich. He's going to be playing in a World Cup. He deserves it. They, Canada's got a lot of good up-and-coming players. Mm-hmm. And I think they've got a really good coach, and they could maybe surprise some people. Mm-hmm. But those are the two groups that stick out the most to me. What team that's, like, you know, considered, like, a top team, what team do you think got, like, the best draw? Well, that's a good question. Um, I would say, for me – it would probably be uh, – I would say Brazil got the best draw okay. out of any of the teams. I mean, Brazil are my favorites to win the tournament. Mm-hmm. I think that they have the deepest team out of anybody here. Um, they got a Serbia side in their group who really haven't shown much of anything um, when they've played in major tournaments in the past. Switzerland um, are pretty good, but I don't think they're going to challenge really Brazil too heavily. And then Cameroon – always seems to have some talent, but flame out in major tournaments as well. So I think Brazil's got a pretty clear path to the knockouts. Um, and just the amount of talent they have, I just don't see many teams being able to match up against that. Mm-hmm. Is there a group out there that you think is going to be like the most fun to watch and is going to have a lot of goals? Well, obviously in terms of fun to watch, I'm biased, but uh, so I would say the U.S.'s group, but uh, I don't think that's going to be a, you know, the coaching in that group is a little suspect. So I don't know if we'll see a ton of goals in that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think an exciting group could be group C I'm looking at right now. Um, Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, and Poland. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of really good forwards in that group. Obviously you've got Messi for Argentina. Lautaro Martinez is playing really well for Inter right now. Poland, you've got Lewandowski, who's arguably the best striker in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, Mexico has got some guys, uh, you know, Herving Lozano is doing really well at the moment. And, you know, we'll see if they can replicate um, any previous form that they have in World Cups before. So mm-hmm. I think there can be a lot of goals there. Okay. So looking at or thinking about some of the, like the favorites, you know, you mentioned Brazil. Who else do you think is a legitimate threat to win? Well, I think you got to say France, too. Mm-hmm. Um they won the last World Cup, and really their talent's only gotten deeper since that tournament, mm-hmm. um, which is a little scary considering how they rolled through that final. Um, France, yeah. you've obviously got you got Mbappe, you've got Benzema, who just won the Ballon d'Or this season as the best player in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've got just tons and tons of talent in those players that you could probably make up five other teams that could play at this World Cup out of guys that didn't make the France squad. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, it's really deep. Um I think Argentina's got a shot. Um, you know, they made the final in uh, 2014. Um, and it's kind of Messi's last go to win a huge tournament like that. And I think he'll be really motivated. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I always uh, want to keep Germany in the back of my mind as well. Mm. They've got a lot of good players. Um, they always do well at the World Cup, seemingly always in the semifinals or, or mm-hmm. further. Um and then my dark horse for the tournament is actually Uruguay over, over down in uh, Group H. I think they've got um, – they're always a really tough team to play against. Um, mm. They've got – for such a small country, they always seem to produce so many really quality players that can light up these tournaments. Yeah. Um, you know, this will be Suarez's last tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got a bunch of other guys, Darwin Nunez of Liverpool. Um, and then you've got – you know, a couple other guys that can really make an impact. So Mm -hmm. I wouldn't rule them out either. Okay. 
And who are some, you know, you've mentioned some of the, some of the star players. Um, who are some of those guys that you're like most excited to watch? Well, I mean, usually I'm a Neymar hater, but I have to say that Neymar will probably be one of them. He's, yeah. he's in the best form, probably the best form of his career, honestly, at this point, uh, he's in his prime. And I think with the guys that he surrounded himself with on Brazil, he yeah. has all the talent in the world and all the tools around him to really light up this tournament. Um, I would say for, for Spain, somebody that I'd watch out for is Pedri, a midfielder from Barcelona. Mm-hmm. He's was voted the best teenage talent in the world this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just so, he's so silky with his play. Mm-hmm. And usually, you know, you see somebody in the midfield and they're like, oh, he's not scoring a ton of goals. You know, I, you know, maybe shouldn't focus on him. Just watch the nuances that this kid plays with. And he looks like he's played for about 10 years when he's only been playing for about a year and a half. So he's really good. Um, And then, you know, there's a couple of big names. You know, when you look at Portugal, you think immediately think Ronaldo. Um, You know, he's had a tough time with Manchester United this year, but, you know, he'll be motivated to play this tournament. Mm -hmm. He always is. He'll motivate his team to do well. And I think... um, this will probably be his last go as well. So he'll want to show as much as he can. Okay. Who do you think is going to be like the breakout player of the tournament? Good question. Um, I think, well, obviously I want to say somebody from the U S but I, I, I'm going to pump the brakes there for a little bit. Um, I think in terms of breakout players, I think you look at um, Jude Bellingham of England. Mm -hmm. Um, He's Gio Reyna on the U S his teammate at Borussia Dortmund. He's been doing really well there. Uh, he's been linked with the top clubs in the world, Real Madrid, all those top teams. Um, it's really his time to to do really well. And he's only he's only just turned 19. So, I mean, he's he's looking like the linchpin of England's midfield for the next you know couple World Cups. Um, I think in terms of other breakout players, um, I mentioned Pedri for Spain. Yeah. Um, I think um, I, I think Alfonso Davies of Canada can have a huge tournament. Um, we all know him from his time in MLS with Vancouver, but since he's gone to Bayern, he's become one of the best left backs in the world Mm. and he'll be playing up the field a little bit higher for Canada at more of a left wing role. Um, but he can absolutely blow by anybody. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think he's somebody that you can really, really watch out for. Mm -hmm. Um, and then on Brazil, I mentioned Neymar, I think Vinicius on the other side, uh, winger from Real Madrid. Uh, scored the winning goal in last year's Champions League final. Uh, he's primed to be one of the best players in the world in for the next World Cup. So definitely would keep an eye on him as well. Okay. Um, and then kind of a, a last question for you. Who do you think makes the final? And then who do you think wins? Oh, that's a, that's a, these are good questions. Uh, <laughs> um, so I think in terms of the final, you know, only eight countries have ever won the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... You know, I feel like it's almost a cop-out to say Brazil, but I'm going to say Brazil is probably the favorite to win the final. Okay. Um, they just got, they've got too much talent at their disposal. Um, uh, I think I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, France makes the final as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see them get back to where they were last time. Um, just looking at the draw here, I wouldn't be surprised to see Argentina get to the final as well. And it would be amazing to see an Argentina-Brazil final. That's one mm. of the big rivalries in world soccer. 
Yeah. And to see that as a soccer fan would be spectacular. Um, mm -hmm. So that's the one that I'm hoping for. Um, obviously, I'm hoping the U.S. gets as far as possible. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think <laughs> I think you'll definitely see the U.S. get out of the group stage at least. And they, right. the U.S. have a lot of exciting players. So you're going to want to tune in for that as well. Um, but I think it's going to be kind of a heavyweight duel in the final. It usually yeah. always is. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely agree with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we're all looking forward to it. You know, it's finally here and it'll kick off on, on Sunday morning. Um, well, yeah, I think I also am hoping that U S will go as deep as they possibly can. You know, I think the last, the last two world cups, they've gotten through to the round of 16, but haven't been able to get by get past. Um, but it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, for sure. Uh, this U.S. team can be competitive, so don't yeah. rule anything out. Yeah, yeah, don't rule anything out. So we'll naturally be celebrating a U.S. win. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, who knows? You uh, never know. Yeah. All right, everyone, have a great uh, rest of your uh, week and weekend, and, you know, uh, have, have fun watching the World Cup. So we'll talk to you folks next week.